0: You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future calls of this nature, dial 7 now. To accept this call, press 5 now. To decline this call, hang up. Well, hello there, Miss Ham. Oh, I am doing just fine. Thanks for the call. It's nice to hear from you. I need to get an update on what's been happening since I haven't spoken to you in a while ah good yeah it's uh it's been it's been fairly smooth out here you know it's just we got the fight to go and you know with recent things in the news it gives me a chance to rehash some old issues i hate it when things just kind of drop out of the headlines because it acts as if it's no longer important and these things do continue and just because people aren't talking about it doesn't mean they're not still affecting folks. Well, yeah, well, one thing I'm concerned about is the issue of slavery. You know, you guys locked up in there, you are legal slaves. You are under the control of the government. You have limited rights and uh, you're pretty much forced to do what you're told, and and I, I have I have issue with that. I I understand you having some rights taken away while you're in there, but uh, you, you shouldn't be treated like a slave. Slavery is should be considered one hundred percent wrong, not just in certain circumstances. And when they did away with slavery, they should have done away with all slavery. There shouldn't have been a part in the 13th Amendment stating that there's some slaves that are still allowed. And I'm surprised after all these years nobody's really jumped up and said anything about it. And it's just getting under my skin. And now it's coming back again. Yeah, they're criticizing slavery. What about you guys? You are slaves. We can call you prisoners but I think if we get out on social media and we start saying that there's slaves incarcerated in the prisons, that might stir up some uh, opposition. And I don't know. But slavery's in the news now. And this is a good time to bring that issue back up. And if anybody wants to change the Constitution, let's do that. Let's get rid of all slavery. Uh, I, I see that. I see that that you uh, are low paid, with probably suppressed benefits. But one thing I do emphasize to people out there, or should I say out here, is that when the judge slams that gavel and sentences a person to an extended time frame, there's a high cost that goes with that. We're talking millions of dollars. And that money could be used to keep people off the street. It could be used for uh, mental wellness. It could be used for just general healthcare for families, food banks, clothing, housing, and education counseling training there's so many things we could use these millions of dollars for instead of providing health care and uh, food clothing for slaves locked away in a big damp you have 60 seconds remaining warehouse oh well, well good I, I appreciate any bit of support I can get and but you know it just goes back to you how how's things going for you good good keep talking to your family keep talking to the other slaves we'll say out there and let's uh let's keep the keep things open let's not let an issue die until you it's have 30 seconds remaining resolved so when you have uh food that doesn't meet proper dietary guidelines or when you don't get the proper medical attention or if a CEO is, mis- is abusing authority, that needs to be said. Good, good. Yeah, I'm here for that. Just let me know. Send me emails, send me letters. Let's keep it going. All right, good. Glad to hear it. Well, Thank we- you for using Inmate Call. Goodbye. Well, hello. Welcome to AQS Inmate Call, and I am your host, Joel Wilborn. Now, with that uh, conversation with uh, Tanya Ham, I brought up the issue of slavery. And in general, this is something I've had many conversations about with, with folks. You know, they'll call me up and we just talk about things in general, and we'll talk about them legal slavery in America and it's something I discuss on social media as well and we don't hear much about it because you're like any good citizen out there. Slavery is wrong and we shouldn't really hound on it. We we had it, we fought it, and it's been buried. But there are a a lot of uh, illegal slavery that's going on around the world. And then in the United States, as I mentioned, there's the legal slavery. And we need to just get rid of this. This is something we need to put behind us like, you know, the, the old coal-operated train engine. It's not something that we're really concerned about these days because we don't use it. And we, we should be talking about the uh, slavery talking about slave owners and and what, the things that went on but uh not allowing it to continue because we learn from history and so uh when i know a, a politician was recently asked what was the cause of civil war i don't know why i guess they were just trying to set her up but uh she was going on and mentioning things that I agreed with. I I really don't see that she was trying to avoid giving an answer or she was sidestepping the question. It was just her take on it. And we all have our opinions. We all have our uh, interpretation of laws and rights and history. And what she said wasn't wrong. It was just an answer that they didn't want to hear. Okay, the the Civil War, the American Civil War, it was primarily caused by tensions over slavery, economic differences, and disputes regarding states' rights. She mentioned rights, states' rights. Yes, that was one of the reasons that the Civil War started. We can't, simplify something like this. Boy, why? You know, anybody who's taken history knows the the Civil War didn't start by slavery or the opposition to slavery. There was a lot more to it than that. Same thing with the Revolutionary War in the United States. It didn't just start by high taxes for the tea. There's a lot of things that led up to stuff. And, and if they had done things correctly, probably nobody would have said anything about it. Maybe if slavery had been like an indentured slavery, maybe people were brought over from Africa and kept for seven years and then released. I, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have been that big of an issue. But because it was something that was part of a bigger project, when you look at the North back there in the 19th century, there was a lot of uh, industry. And so when you, when you look into the history books and you're thinking North and South, you think South is agriculture and North is industrial. And so these people were making a living off of bringing folks from Africa. And let's face it, there were a lot of Black Africans who were capturing other Black Africans and selling them. This wasn't just a white thing. This isn't a white and black thing. There were black folks that participated in the uh, slave trade just like the white folks did, and there were even slaves kept in Africa. So don't say that the slavery was just a a white ownership thing. It It was worldwide, and it was nasty. But these people were brought over, sold, and then made to work out in the fields, made to work in the homes. And so they were bringing in profit. It was low cost, high profit. And you know, when, when you're in a capitalist country, there's a lot to be said about wanting to make money. And if you have people that are using folks, getting cheap labor while you have other folks that are paying people, black or white or Chinese or Hispanic or, or, uh, just plain American. You know, you look at it's like, well, I'm making this money, but I have to pay a huge profit to uh, the um, wages. Whereas down South, they spend X amount of money to buy X amount of slaves, and their overhead is lower. And, you know, how, how can you compete against that? And so, these tensions came up like why why are you doing that you shouldn't you offer some kind of compensation for these folks too and so they you know they had the states were saying that we have a right to have slavery and you guys have a right to have slavery the federal government should not get involved in this thing and they were saying slavery we, we aren't evil people we're just trying to make a profit we all benefit And then you have the economic differences. We can go round and round about all of that. It wasn't just slavery. There's a lot involved. Now, what gets me about this whole thing is we criticize the Civil War, the Confederates, the, the slavery issue. What happened after slavery? And that's something I'm dealing with today. Okay, they uh, once they were emanci- emancipated, they were just kicked off the plantation. All right, we don't like this. The government tells us that we have to go. So they sought employment on plantations or in urban areas. Others pursued education and established their own communities. And then the Freedmen's Freedmen's Bureau, established by the U.S. government, provided assistance with education, employment, and basic needs. But the period of Reconstruction also brought social and economic struggles, including the rise of discriminatory laws and practices like sharecropping. But despite these challenges. Many former slaves worked towards building new lives and communities during post-Civil War era. Okay, there you go. We don't talk about what happened after they were released. These people weren't smoothly transitioned into society. Today, when our slaves are released from prison, they're not given a nice cute little uh, easy-going transition. Slaves weren't allowed to vote. They had limited rights and ownership, getting jobs. And yeah, I've heard people complain about the, uh, somebody saying that slavery, they learned some skills and stuff. Okay. If I was a slave back in the 19th century, let's say 1850, and then I'm working out in the fields, I'm tending to horses, cows, pig, the livestock, picking uh, crops, and tilling the ground. And then I'm released. What kind of skill do I have to offer? What can I sell to make a living? Maybe I can get into blacksmithing. Maybe I can get into uh, veterinary. Maybe I can get into farming. But for an ex-slave, really? Could that happen? And would I think back and say, yeah, I'm happy. I'm free now. But what did I gain? What did I lose? It was tough for these people. And then the United States didn't make it any easier for them. And a lot of them fought, and a lot of them overcame these, these trials and tribulations. And I am so happy they did. It's great to look at history and see how a lot of them were able to get into land ownership, to go up north maybe and, and get an education. But it wasn't easy during slavery, and it certainly wasn't easy afterwards. They just had a losing situation. It was like a, it wasn't a win-win. It was a lose-lose, but they did it. They got through it. And that's what we should be remembering. Not only were they slaves, and a lot of them were mistreated, but there were a few that overcame. There was one incident where a slave was actually giving some compensation by his owners. And after slavery, he wanted to stick around and help the family out. He, he enjoyed working with them. They treated him well. But the family fell on hard times because they lost their slaves. They lost their, their primary source of income. And uh, he felt bad. So he wanted to you know pay it forward. So he was able to return some of the money that he received for his services. And they lived this almost lavish life that they had lived before slavery was abolished. Now for a person who can't stand slavery, you think he would have just said, you know, forget you and left. But this man had a big heart, and he applied his kindness in a, in a in a spectacular way a way that would defy a lot of people today they just can't accept it and that those kind of stories they're cool I like to hear that but let's face it too after slavery there was crime there was lynching there was uh, people that destroyed churches and schools and Property and businesses, all because they didn't like these folks. These folks that were dragged into their country, forced to work, and then now that they're free, they don't like it. So they in the South had their way of retaliating. And that's something we can't forget. And today, under the 13th Amendment, it said all people are free, they're not to be equal. They're not to be treated the same. They're not allowed to have the same rights, but they were free. And there was an exception. People locked up in prison are slaves, something that wasn't before that amendment came about. And there were people that took advantage of that. They had black folks, white folks thrown in prison And so some of these wealthy landowners said, you know what? Um, Why don't you put them out on work release and they can come work on my property. And since they're owned by the state, I don't have to pay them anything. And we can all benefit from this. So is that something that... uh, we really want? I mean, they can do that now. They can put, the states can take these prisoners out on work details and have them working in warehouses, on streets, at for maybe a company that pays a little fee or something. They could legally do that. Is that good? And then, once all their rights are stripped from them, and their dignity in a lot of cases, and they're dumped back out on the street, then where's our responsibility? Do we have a Freedmen's Bureau to help them out? Do they have to dig? I know it's really tough when they walk through those doors, and I want to be there for them, but they should not be mistreated for the rest of their lives. That one incident that we tend to overlook, that we tend to just throw out the back door, the post-Civil War black man. The post-prison slave. What do they get? And bringing this stuff up, like, oh my goodness, the Civil War was started by slavery. Why didn't you say that? Well, because there were other things and I want to make sure history is done. Oh, no, no, no. You're changing history. Oh, boy. Give me a break. There's a lot bigger things going on right now than one fraction of what caused the Civil War. We've got slavery still. And if slavery is so bad, and if slavery is such a big issue for this question, what caused the Civil War... What's causing uh, recidivism? What's causing suicide? You know, in the United States, about 132 people a day kill themselves. What's causing that? What's causing people to commit uh, violent crimes? Is it this lack of assistance, this lack of care after they're released from their slavery, just like what happened back in the 19th century. If this is such a big issue, let's keep talking about it. Let's keep it going. I hope you as the listener out here can become a participant too. look into it. Read the 13th Amendment. Look at the the number of prisons in your area. Look at the number of inmates. The United States has the highest number of prisoners out there. Why? Why are we locking everybody up? And you know, when I, when I discuss that on social media, people are saying that uh, we have a lot of prisons because we're catching our criminals. And you know, once they go in there, they have something to say. Are we listening? Do we ask, why did you do this? And most importantly, what can we do to prevent it from happening to someone else? I ask that question and I get people to give me responses. That's what we had with, with um, the series that I presented on Gregory Brown. He's telling you what's going on in the prison and he's telling you what his views are to fix things. And if I were a slave and released, I would use the skills that I learned. And I know that's a big criticism too. It's More or less like, how dare you say that slaves learned something and they had a skill. Yeah, they did. There's a lot of folks that grow up on a farm and taking care of horses, tilling the field. That's something they learn from their family and that's something they can share with their family and that's something they can make money off of. And when you're a slave and that's all you do and then suddenly the doors slam behind you and you're out there in the world... You're going to do what you can to survive, and the only skill you have is what you learned as a slave. I would take the skills that I learned as a slave, and I would go out there, and I would try and sell them so that I could make a living to support myself and might possibly support my family. And I could say, you know, in 200 years, they can say whatever they want. At least I fed my family, and I did it by... Killing a field and getting paid for it. Of course, less than white folks, but at least I did something. And then to go and learn something from other folks. Will you teach me how to, sh- uh, how to birth um, a pig or how to slaughter a cow? Learn more. And that's a, a skill I use today. My mother taught me, the more you know, the more likely you are to be able to find a job and, to, and support your family. And I like that. I like learning as much as I possibly can. And a lot of the skills I've learned in my lifetime, I'm using now with this nonprofit that I have, the American Quit in Society. I use it with my podcast. I use it with my YouTube channel. And I use it with my day-to-day activities. And I didn't have to be a slave to learn all of that, but I guess in a way we all are. But in prison, they're learning some stuff. And if we can teach them the right things and work with them and they walk out that door, they have a good chance of surviving out there. But don't strip them of all their rights and don't degrade them. They serve their time. They did what the system told them they needed to do. They commit the crime. They get convicted. They go to prison. They they serve their sentence. They come out everything's clear. It's like paying off your car. You don't expect to see the loan officer standing at your front door saying you owe us some money. It's like, no, I just paid off this car. Oh, no, no, no. No. You still owe for the rest of your life. There's got to be a limit. So let's work with folks. Let's let them use the skills that they have for their benefit. We don't want to encourage them to sell and buy drugs, I mean, which they're doing in prison, or, or uh, offer services like, you know, <clears throat> embezzlement or, you know, there's, there's things like that they learn. They learn how to uh, identity theft. They learn how to con people. They learn how to um, buy and sell illegal drugs, convert prescriptions. These are not skills we want to throw out there into the world. So let's see what happens. Well, thanks for tuning in, and I uh, hope you can get out and make a change in the world. Speak out, say some things. Let's end slavery for good. Well, go out and have yourself a wonderful day and make fantastic memories for tomorrow.